This is PhotoBizX, episode number 442, and today we are talking behind-the-scenes photography and video with an up-and-coming headshot photographer who is utilizing these videos to grow his business in an ever-competitive market. Our special guest is Matthew Hamilton, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Can you believe it is December already, which means Christmas and even the new year is just around the corner. If you are living and working in the Southern Hemisphere, it's probably a crazy, crazy time of year for you. I don't think it's exactly the same if you are in the Northern Hemisphere where it's so much colder, but correct me if I'm wrong here. I expect if you live where it's very, very cold at the moment, you're getting things tied up and sorted for the end of the year so you can hit the ground running for 2022. Well, over here in Australia, we're scrambling to get things finalised and finished for Christmas. And talking about Christmas and the new year, I've been thinking about the two episodes that I usually put together that are a little bit different each year at that time because I know it's a great time to have a little break from the regular interviews, from thinking about business too heavily, taking on new ideas, and adding more things to your plate. When it should be a great time to to relax, to reflect, maybe plan and think about the future. And in the past, I've had a variety of different episodes over that period. And I want to make sure I'm putting out the kind of content that you would enjoy over the Christmas and New Year period. So a couple of ideas that I've got is to record an episode on the year in review, looking at my favorite interviews from the past 12 months. I could have a returning guest, someone that you absolutely loved hearing from during the year that you'd like to get an update from. We could have an Ask Me Anything fun episode where I'll take your questions and answer them as best I can. Nothing would be off limits. So that's another idea. We could have a Christmas slash New Year Zoom episode, maybe one for two different time zones so you have a chance to make it to that one. One of those episodes could be a recap of your wins and lessons from 2021. And the other episode could be focused on your plans and goals for 2022. We could also just take a break (laughs) from learning and listening to the podcast. I can give you some downtime and not hit you with another two episodes over that period. Or do you have a fun out-of-the-box guest or topic that you think would be a good fit for that Christmas or New Year episode where we can take a break from the usual? So look, I really am looking for your feedback for your suggestions for these two episodes coming up at the end of December and the beginning of January. Let me know your ideas. Let me know your thoughts. You can email me. It's andrew at photobizx.com. And I'll also put up a poll inside the members Facebook group if you are a premium member. I really do want to tailor those two episodes to suit you and put together something that you'd like to hear. And now, a macro look at the last episode. If you didn't catch last week's episode with Bridget Eldridge and you do want a dose of reality from what it's like running a day in the life portrait photography business as a mum who feels like they've been pushed to the absolute limit as far as business and generating clients and marketing goes. Bridget went through all that. She took a step back after the birth of her last child. She's thinking about coming back, but with all those thoughts about running a business and staying true to her photography, her passion, her art, her creativity. 
She really wants to approach things from a different angle this time when she returns to her business. And I know if you've had any thoughts along those lines, you'll love what Bridget had to share in last week's episode. So go and check that one out if you haven't caught it yet. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. We are going to jump into this interview with Matthew Hamilton in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, all that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Matthew. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. So if you are loving what Matthew shares in the first half, become a premium member. You can do that for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership over at photobizx.com forward slash try. And with that trial membership, you can access the full interview today with Matthew you can access the full back catalogue and get so much more as a premium member. photobizx.com forward slash try for more details on that. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is a Philadelphia-based headshot photographer. We first connected on LinkedIn and as much as his work stood out, it's all beautifully lit. His clients are well-posed. There are always a variety of expressions I was looking for something more in regards to the way he runs his business. And I asked, is there something that you do to create the success you have that other headshot photographers may not have shared on the podcast? And we started chatting more about his business. It became obvious he was doing things a little differently with behind the scenes videos. He told me there are a million and a half ways that this content has helped my business from lead generation to content on my website to helping push clients over the edge to book me. Most of my recent clients have come in after seeing my social behind-the-scenes content. That was enough for me. I'm talking about Matthew Hamilton of Matthew Hamilton Visuals, and I'm wrapped to have him here with us now. Matthew, welcome. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Mate, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Tell me a little bit about your business. How long have you been shooting for, and did you go straight into headshot photography? So I've probably been doing... Definitely been doing creative ventures my whole life. I started out actually doing video work originally and then did both for a little while. And then the photo end of things just kind of took more of my time. Um, I definitely started out doing headshots right away. I saw other photographers being extremely successful on the business side of things doing headshots. And that, of course, interests me a lot. And then I just kind of snowballed and it kind of just it was a little bit of love at first sight for headshots. I can't imagine doing anything else now. Nice. What sort of video were you doing? And was this paid client work? Yeah. So actually, I'm a relatively young guy right now. I'm 25. So in high school, which I don't know if you guys have high school where you're at, but um, <laughs> it's like the 14 to 18 range. I was actually doing paid video work, which was mainly music videos. So it was only a, a natural way for me to just continue to do that type of work. And I'm still doing it now. Oh, so you're still offering video as part of your services? A little bit. Um, it's more stuff that falls onto my lap. I don't advertise for it. I love photo work much more and it's, it's easier. I make more money doing that type of work. So it's definitely just stuff that falls on my lap. And it's usually the music, music end of stuff that I find the most interest in. But a lot of corporate clients now, especially on the photography end, are, are looking for video work. So having that expertise is is definitely, I think, going to become more and more important. For sure. And we're going to get into the behind the scenes videos, but it sounds like that was so easy for you to add then because I guess that's one of the biggest fears or worries for photographers that want to start using video is, is 
the know-how and, and you know, recording and, and editing and using video, but that came naturally to you, obviously. 100%. Yeah. I talked to a lot of photographers that find video to be very daunting. It's a little hard for me to relate to now just because it, it, I have been doing it for a while, but it is kind of like taking 24 photos every second. So there are definitely some complications that, that video has versus the photo end of things. Cool. All right. Let's get into that in just a minute. But I am interested you know, in the fact that you're so young, you discovered or you saw that other photographers were doing well from headshot photography. How did you get into it? Did you go and do a course? Did you go and, you know, did you buy a course? Did you get some mentoring? So that's actually an interesting story. I was following, you know, everyone kind of starts on YouTube and, you know, researching tips and tricks. So that's where I started. And then a photographer that I followed on there was going on a podcast, a different podcast, not this one. I won't mention their name. And then the next person right after that was Peter Hurley, which of course, you know, and of course he's, you know, masterful at headshot photography and I kind of got hooked and he was releasing his book at the time and I bought it. And that was my, that was like my first foray into headshots. And I just couldn't, it was complete and utter, like all day, every day I'm, I'm thinking about this and I love it. I love it. How long ago was this? So, uh, I was definitely, I think it was right. Maybe seven years ago, probably somewhere around seven years ago. Wow. Okay. So you were only 18 and you got into corporate and business photography. Exactly. I was definitely, and I shaved back then. So <laughs> I definitely looked very young and I found some photos from early behind the scenes stuff that were definitely not as good as the stuff I'm doing now. And it's crazy that any CEO would ever hire me at that <laughs> age looking like that. <laughs> so I got what you got to tell us, how did you actually get your first clients? And, you know, were you practicing on family and friends first and doing free sessions? Absolutely. So I started out, I put an ad out like physical kind of little promo ad for $20 sessions at a local grocery store. And I didn't get anyone because there was no work to show. There was no work on the flyer. It was like, it just, it was purely a money play. And <laughs> then, so then I started to do free stuff. And I think that that's where everyone should start. I still do the occasional free shoot because I think that there are other ways to be paid besides money and other things that could benefit the business besides just money. So I did free stuff, family and friends, that type of thing. And then, you know, then it was $20 and it was $50 and it was $125. And, and it just kind of like snowballed to that effect. And I'm definitely not where I would like to be, but I am so far ahead of that, you know, child looking 18 year olds taking photos of corporate people. Well, have you continued, I mean, you've even said your photography's improved, but have you continued to teach yourself and, and learn from YouTube or you, you know, do you go to conferences? Do you hire mentors? Mm. How have you gotten better? I think that there's no end to learning. Even photographers, my mentors that I talk to that have been doing this for longer than me and make more money than me and all that sort of stuff, they always tell me that they're still learning. And even teachers, like they learn a lot from teaching. So I'm definitely always improving. I don't think that I'll ever be, you know, the best photo that I ever took was my last one and I will always be improving. So my photos have definitely improved. Um, the biggest way, mentorship. I have so many friends that if I had an issue, I could call right away and they would answer. And I think that they do the same for me. 
and vice versa. Like, I think that having people that you can rely on and you can bounce stuff off of is always great. And just shooting, honestly, the more shooting that you can do, even if the photos don't turn out well, you'll learn something from it. I had a shoot earlier and I learned something from it, even though I've, it was seemed like from an outside perspective, it seems like it was the same exact thing that I always do. What did you learn? So I, I had a particularly tough client today and she knew she was tough. It's actually funny because this relates to the behind the scenes stuff too. I did a shoot with a family friend today. It was completely free, but it was because I wanted to replace a certain behind the scenes photo that I have and just get a better version of it. So I learned that, you know, just because they're your family and friend, it doesn't necessarily make it the easiest. And I've, <laughs> I've learned that before, but it was another reminder of that, you know, sometimes that type of setup can make things harder, which is actually good for learning because, you know, obviously then you're learning on difficult people. Yeah, absolutely. So you were doing a strategic behind the scenes shoot to add to your behind the scenes portfolio. Is that right? Correct. So that's actually, I'm glad that you said portfolio. So I look at those types of shoots as being a component of my portfolio, the same way that an image that I'm shooting of a client is a part of my portfolio. This is another, this is like my marketing portfolio. So I had it the same way as if I test with a subject and the light's almost there, it's not quite where I want it. And then I want to recreate it and do it better for my portfolio. That was this scenario was that I had a temporary fix that I put on my website. And then I will use this new photo to replace that because it's just a better version of that. So yeah, that was just strictly for that purpose. Nice. You know, on the topic of getting better and improving, how much of a factor is the equipment that you're using now as compared to when you started, if at all? Or is it more about knowledge of light and how to use the light and how to you know, uh, control your subject to get the shot you want? I am definitely someone who looks at gear and loves toys and loves having the new, the new thing. I spend an incredible amount of money on that partially to, you know, pay less in taxes, but also just because I like having it. So I think that light is light. And if you know how to use light well, then you can use anything. I've seen some amazing photos that I thought were shot in a studio that were a street light and, and an interesting background that just, you know, if you know what you're doing, then you can do it no matter what. Same thing with the behind the scenes stuff is I know people who do similar videos to mine and they're just using their phone and that's perfectly reasonable and fine and works really well. And it's just, it's like the camera that you have is the best one that you have, you know, like the camera that's on you is the most important one. And so I don't really, I don't see it as being a, a deal breaker for sure. Right. Got it. You talked about, you know, not being where you want to be yet, but you're getting there. Can you talk to me about your pricing today and what your revenue is? Yeah. So I do a, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the TNT method of pricing. Is that Tony Tafe? Yep. Yeah. Interviewed him. It's a great, a great way to price things. It's a great way to price. And once he started talking about that, I was very skeptical as a lot of my friends were, but it's a game changer. So for those of you that don't know, the TNT method pricing is just a, is a quick synopsis, but you should definitely check out Tony's episode, is that you're not including any images in your... So say you have a session fee. Um, I used to have three session fees, like one image, three images, and five images. There's just one session fee. It's simple. 
and there's no photos included in that session fee. And I found personally that when I stopped including images, people bought more. And you're kind of probably thinking like, how does that work? That doesn't make any sense, but there's less of a barrier. People used to buy my cheapest package, which at the time was $175 and included an image. And they wouldn't get, they would just, they were sticking to that one image. And now I'm seeing five, 10, 15, 20 image sales. Wow. Um, I had one a few months ago that was 28 images. And that's where the money comes in. So as far as my revenue comes into play, I'm making so much more money off of the images, much more on the images than the actual photo shoot fee. So right now I'm priced at $250 for a photo shoot. And then each image is $100. So even like last year, I was at $50 an image. So I doubled it. And now thinking I should do it again because I'm not selling less images and I'm not shooting less. But based off of from $50, I'm making a lot more money, like a considerable amount more money. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is the average client? I mean, I know you talked about someone buying 28 images, but on average, are people taking sort of five images? Yeah. So... It was actually, interestingly, my year-to-date average is nine images, which is more than I want to retouch. So that's more of a reason why I should raise that. But nine images, and then last year it was it was last year, interestingly, it was it was about it was 10. So I made 10 at 50 and I made nine at a hundred. I'm I'd much rather be at nine at a hundred. It's not hard to do the maths. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not a hard one to do. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, and tell me the revenue has that grown year after year as well? Absolutely. So I'm on pace to hit six figures this year for the first time. Fantastic. Which Congratulations. Is interesting for me being a, you know, as if you had told me, you know, however many years ago, even a few years ago that I'd be doing that, I would have thought you were crazy because the first time I made I sold, I think, 16 photos and I got paid $75 for it. And I was like, huh, people can actually make money on this. Um, So, you know, it's very different now. And I've been treating it more and more like a business the last four or five years than I was before. And I think that's starting to really show. I like that. That's so good. So if you have a target, let's say, of $100,000 and you know that your average client is buying nine images and you've got your session fee, then do you sort of extrapolate that out and think, well, I need two sessions a week, you know, for 50 weeks of the year to make this a successful business? Yeah, there's, I think someone else that you interviewed, uh, Richard Wayne, another headshot photographer who's semi-local to me. He actually has a cost of doing business guide that I haven't looked at in a while and I haven't looked at since I've done my price increases, but it's definitely changed since then. And it kind of, it really helps lay out you know, how many sessions do you need to do based off of what your expenses are and what your, um, I'm lucky that my family owns a building that has my studio inside. So I don't have to pay studio rent, which I know that is like sometimes a killer in the photography industry is that will ruin your business if you don't make enough money. So I'm blessed in that regard that I don't have as many things to worry about there yet, but Yeah, no, definitely looking at, you know, how many sessions will I need to do to meet my yearly goal, which six figures was my yearly goal forever. And now next year, I'm going to have to increase it more. Love that. So good. Congratulations, mate. Thank you. Tell me about how the clients are finding you. Because I mean, I know, I know it's behind the scenes videos, but is it only that? And are you using advertising with those videos to get eyes on your work? 
Definitely. So I actually just created my first LinkedIn ad last night and that I'm using the behind the scenes content for that advertisement. Before that, I did some Google AdWords stuff, but that was all before I had this extra marketing material and portfolio to use. So I'm definitely curious about going back to that and seeing if I will be more successful in that because I have this. So generally a lot of just Google organic search and social media. So, and also obviously referrals are great to have, but to me, referrals are like extra gravy to what is naturally occurring in my business. So yeah, I would say that social media actually plays a pretty big part and it's becoming bigger for my business, especially the more content I'm putting out there and getting more eyes on. Got it. Which of the social media platforms are you finding to be the most successful for you as a headshot photographer? That's a very good question. From a creative standpoint, I gravitate towards Instagram. And I think that it's, it's very easy for photographers to gravitate towards Instagram because it's very photo and video oriented. I don't get that many clients from Instagram. I get some followers and I get some likes and comments, but the occasional person will find me on a certain hashtag that I use or something. But mainly the where I think the money is, is LinkedIn. And that's how we met. And I think that people who have money are on LinkedIn. And that's the type of demographic that I'm trying to target. I get a lot of actors, a lot of models from Instagram. They tend to not buy as many images as the corporate folks and understandably so, but targeting big companies, LinkedIn, targeting CEOs, LinkedIn, you know, the marketing branch of a large company will hang out on LinkedIn and see my content and reach out through there. God, okay. Cause it looks like you're, I mean, you talked about Instagram there. I mean, you've got your Facebook profile as well and your page. You also look like you're, you know, you're getting into TikTok as well and utilizing that. A- anything coming from there? So I'm on pretty much every social media you can be on and I post to all of them through a scheduling system, which we can talk about later, but that's more of to have a presence there more less so than like I'm hanging out on there. I don't go on my Twitter account and engage. And I think that if I did do that, then I would get clients from there, but that's not where my focus is. Actually, weirdly enough, crazy story. I got one of my biggest clients last year from TikTok and it wasn't even my TikTok. So someone else, another photographer friend, had this viral video on TikTok. Someone reached out to him and said, I'm not, he's in Chicago. I'm not in Chicago. Do you know anyone in Philadelphia? Because I won't be in Chicago for a while. And he was like, yeah, my friend, Matthew. And he came in and I don't know how many, but maybe like 16 images or something. So, and that was my biggest sale at the time. That's so good. So you really never know where people are going to find you. And To me, being everywhere is just, it's a wider net that people could potentially come into. Okay. But it sounds like LinkedIn is the hub as far as social media goes in regards to business. I think that if you're looking to get those types of clients, that's where they will be. So you got to go where they will be. For sure. So when you talk about CEOs and, you know, business managers or marketing department, people working in a marketing department, Are they interested in behind the scenes photos or do they just want to see quality headshots? So that's actually, that's interesting. So some corporate companies will actually hire me to do what 
I call office candid shots, but are more, um, sometimes they call them stock images even of their company at work. So I haven't gotten someone to directly comment on, hey, kind of like you did, but with our, you know, what your behind the scenes is, but for our company. But I could actually see that. That's interesting that you said that. I could see that playing into them, giving them the idea at least of kind of what you do for your photo shoots, but I want it to be for me and my team at work. Because that is that is such a common thing that people ask for, companies ask for is because if you go on any company's website, they'll have like, you know, the smiling shots of the greeter at the door and then the team at the conference table and stuff like that. And that's also a big moneymaker. So good job, Andrew. That that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, okay. So I guess my question is when someone hires you, let's say it is a, a CEO or someone in the marketing department, are they referencing your behind the scenes work or are they just saying, Matthew, we found you and uh, we'd like to hire you? Or can you give us an idea of your pricing? Or how does that conversation go? 100%. I'm hearing that more and more of uh, usually, especially for bigger corporate jobs, I ask them, like, why did you pick me? Why me? There's other photographers and I know them and their work is good too. I won't tell them that, but that's true. And more and more I'm hearing, I felt as though I could see, I could envision you doing the work for us. I could see you and it might be as vague as that, or it might not, or it could be someone last week said, I love this photo. And they were referencing a behind this, like it didn't even show the final product. Like they didn't even necessarily know that my photos will be good. They wanted to hire me because they loved that there were, this person was having a good time and they're behind the scenes and they thought that they'd be having a good time. So it's kind of, um, I guess it's a, an interesting way to put it is, is you're showing them, you're not telling them. You're showing them that you're going to have a good time. You're showing them that, you know, what the studio looks like. A lot of people don't know what a professional studio looks like. So then they can see what that's going to be like. And it, you know, might, you know, shut their nerves down a little bit. So showing them instead of being like text on the website of, we'll have a great time during your photo shoot. Like that doesn't, that doesn't really... <laughs> I'm just going off of your belief in yourself at that point, less so than seeing other people having fun. Yes, got it, got it. Okay, so I'm actually on your LinkedIn profile and looking at your posts here, just so the listener gets a bit of an idea. So I'm looking at some, some of your videos and it's clear, you know, you were in a commercial space, there's, you know, exposed timber, there's things around in the studio. It looks like a working studio. It's not like a, it's not like a showroom. But then you also, you show the client, you show you whizzing around changing things, you show the client smiling and having fun, but then you also add in finished images of the client. So we get to see the finished product in amongst the video. Are these the ones that you feel people are responding to, or are these the ones that are most successful for you, or you just don't know? It's just sort of throw things at the, at the wall and see what sticks. So my thought is that people absorb content in different ways. Everyone's different. So that's why I have a mixture of just regular social, here's a, a portrait that I took, which I think a lot of people fall into. It's the simplest thing. Some people love those posts. Some people will like, would like to see a still image of a behind the, like a behind the scenes photo. So I have that. And then some people would like to see a full shoot play out. And I have that. So it's kind of meeting people wherever they are. I'm getting a wide range of people reacting in different ways to different posts. So some people might like the video, some people might like the still image. 
you kind of have to, if I'm on a train, I might be more willing to look at a photo versus playing a video that has music out loud. So you kind of have to have everything. That's my point of view. And so one of the biggest feedback points that I've gotten from my videos was I want to see the final images because I originally was just showing a time-lapse of the shoot, which looking back on it was a stupid idea because that doesn't really show them much of anything. So that's when I started to interject and overlay the final photos in a highlight video sort of so that they could get kind of the best of both worlds. They could see the final product and they could see what went into creating that. Yeah, I love these. I'm scrolling through as you're talking and looking at these. And as a photographer, I love just seeing the, the behind the scenes video. Right, right. The fact you The fact you add the finished product over the top is fantastic. I personally don't need it, but I still love it when I see it. But to me, this is so powerful because I can see the client having fun. You're in and out of the frame. I get to see your space. All the things I mentioned before, these are, they're so cool. I mean, it's no wonder people are responding to these. How difficult are they to create? So <laughs> very difficult. <laughs> um, completely honest. You're not meant to say that. <laughs> yes. So I'm in the process of, for lack of a better term, dumbing my videos down. The photo posts, and if you go on my profile, you'll see some that are just image and behind the scenes photo right next to each other. Mm -hmm. Those are very simple to make. It's pretty much a screenshot of a video and then put it in Photoshop and put them next to each other. The videos, and this, I think this is partially a me thing that like, like we talked about, I come from a video background. So my standards for editing are probably higher than the average photographer. So because of that, I'm trying to get over that. And I'm starting to actually create just normal editing templates to make, I can just drop the footage in versus or for the last the last year and a half, I've been making the, each one custom made. So it has their own music and it has their own effects and it's all synced up together. And that that would take, you know, a solid day to make. And I don't have that time anymore. So I've gotten it down to about a few hours of video. And as I get better at using my own templates, I think I could get it down to about an hour per video. Okay. So with that amount of time going into these videos, can you reuse the same videos over and over? 100%. So once they're made, I have a folder on my computer and it's definitely getting big at this point of every video I've made and every still image post that I've made. And I will like you talked about using them on my website. I do that. I will send them to individual clients in an email, whether they ask for them or not. I will include them as attachments or link to them on YouTube or something. Um, or especially corporate clients, I'll say I have some that are specifically for corporate clients, like behind the scenes photos from group shoots that I've done. And this is what your shoot will be like if you hire me type of play. And that is something that I know other people aren't doing. And that's why I'm sharing this so that you guys can start doing it. And I know for a fact that people are telling me that that helped make the decision to hire me. That is super powerful. The photographer listening that wants to try this, they could create one single video and use that same video to send out to any commercial client that makes an inquiry. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to talk to one another. So if I send out the same corporate BTS photos to every single corporate client and they would never know. So definitely like get something that you're proud of and then hold on to it. And then eventually you'll make a better one and then use the hell out of it. 
Yeah, and I think even if you were to start with, like you said, that, that basically two snapshots joined together as one image, you know, a behind-the-scenes still and then a finished product, you know, that to me is a great way to start with behind-the-scenes if you don't want to go down the video road. Would you agree? Totally. And it's much easier to do that than the video. So I would probably start out with that and put your phone on a gorilla pod or a tripod and set it to time-lapse and then you know, go back through them at the end of the shoot. And it might take a while to scroll through, you know, depending on how long your shoots are, but you'll find an image in there of maybe you're cracking a smile. You're just, you know, teeth are out and, you know, your subject is like rolling around on the ground laughing, like whatever it is, like that will help you gain more clients. And then you can do that for the next person and the next person, the next person. And there's no reason not to like, you have a phone. I'm sure you have a phone. So you know, use it. Yeah. Are you creating your videos with your phone or using a camera, an SLR? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. So, Matthew, mate, this has been amazing. If we were to chat in uh, 12 months' time, where would you like to see your business? Oh, man, that's a good point. Uh, I think that things are not slowing down. So like I said, I'm at the six figures ish. I would like to see that start to get into that $200,000 area. And I think that in the next few years, at least, I don't know where I'll be next year, but closer to that, but definitely, definitely in that 200,000 range. That's where I'm headed. Fantastic. Mate, where is the best place for the listener to see more of your work and connect with you if they want to? So absolutely, especially for the behind the scenes stuff on social media, all of my handles are M Hamilton visuals. So my name is Matthew Hamilton. It's M Hamilton visuals. My website is also mhamiltonvisuals.com. And you can see more of the behind the scenes stuff on there. There's even some behind the scenes videos on there with text overlaid. Yeah, there's all types of stuff on all of those platforms. Fantastic, man. I'm going to add links to where the listener can find you anywhere online. And look, just want to say massive thanks for for not only reaching out and connecting on LinkedIn, which was my first sort of introduction to LinkedIn. I was going through the course with Jeff Brown and learning as I went. And, you know, we struck up a conversation immediately, which was great. And it was so good to have you on and to share a little bit about your business, mate. So Matthew, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This has been amazing. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Matthew Hamilton as much as I did. Matthew, if you are listening again, thank you, mate, so much for coming on, for sharing what you did. It's so good to hear from an up-and-coming photographer about what you're doing to grow your business. And I really am looking forward to catching up and hearing how things are progressing in the future. So again, mate, thank you so much for coming on. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Matthew had to share. What do you think about behind-the-scenes video and photography? Will you use it? Are you using it to grow your business right now? Did you get some ideas from Matthew? I'd love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, and your takeaways. If you're happy to post your feedback, you can leave a comment at the bottom of the show notes for today's episode, and they are at photobizx.com forward slash 442. Now, in those show notes, I've also got examples of Matthew's behind-the-scenes photos and his photography. I've also got links to his social media accounts and where you can find him online so you can see his behind-the-scenes videos as well. They're all there in that one spot. And if you are a premium member, I'll be adding Matthew into the members' Facebook group so you'll have easy access to him there if you want some extra help or ideas about utilizing behind-the-scenes photography or video to grow your business. 
I have two big shout outs for today's episode. The first one goes to Tom Trevitt. He is a London-based headshot photographer who has recently started his business and he says in his Apple podcast review, I started my headshot and portrait photography business in May this year and have been seeing improvements in my business and marketing in no small part because I've been listening to Andrew's podcast for the last three months. His interviews have been incredibly helpful for me to envision what a successful photography business looks like and how I might get there. He's also a really lovely guy who personally selected some useful podcasts from the archive tailored to my specific niche. Great stuff. Tom, thank you, mate, so much for taking the time to leave your rating and review. Just like in today's interview with Matthew, mate, I really am looking forward to hearing how business progresses for you in the future. And it does sound like you really are on the right track. So, mate, wishing you every success, Tom. And thanks again for taking the time to leave that review. My second and final big shout out for today's episode goes to Norfolk wedding photographer Rob Dodsworth, also based in the UK. He says, I've long listened to Andrew's dulcet tones. No sarcasm here, he says. His voice alone is reason enough to listen, but the quality of content is amazing, as is the depth of resources and info that each episode provides. The best thing is he often interviews real photographers doing business, not just folks out to promote themselves or their latest workshop. The best thing, though, is Andrew himself is always happy to answer questions and help out if he can. I only wish I lived in Oz so that I could sit down with the guy properly. So much of our communication is over email and messenger, but even though that is the case, he manages to make me feel that I'm very much worth his time. Your few dollars for his premium offering is a no-brainer. Rob, mate, I've already said it by email and we've been chatting over messenger. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review in Google. It's a massive help to me and I really do love that you're getting so much from the podcast. And yes, mate, um, I would love... For you, uh, if you didn't live here, if you do come over to visit at some stage, we can sit down over a drink and share some war stories, mate. That'd be that'd be my pleasure. So make sure you let me know if you do make the trip out here at some stage. And for both you, Rob and Tom, who left reviews this week, I have linked back to your websites using the keyword phrases that you're looking to rank for to help you with your SEO. So again, thank you so much, guys, for taking the time to do that. For you, the listener, the easiest way to leave a review, if you're inclined, And as a thank from me, I'll happily add a link back to your website to help you with your SEO. The easiest way to do that is head to photobizx.com forward slash Google. Leave a review there. Let me know you've done that. Email me the keyword phrase you're looking to rank for, the link you'd like me to link to, or the URL you'd like me to link to, and I'll happily add that into the show notes for a future episode. Okay, that is it for this episode of the podcast. I hope you are staying sane, safe, healthy, and well in the lead up to Christmas. I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback on what you'd like for those New Year's and Christmas episodes of the podcast, or if you'd just like to have a break. Either way, I'll have another episode for you next week. And rest assured, I have a great lineup of guests coming up in the future. I've also been talking to photographers and coaches about creating new mini courses for 2022. One of them is with Australia's or one of Australia's leading portrait photographers. She's going to be teaching her lead generation strategy, which basically fills up her calendar for six to nine months of the year every single year. That is going to be incredible. I did plan to have two mini courses presented to you this year. We just ran out of time. One was with a photography business coach teaching exactly what you should or you need to be shooting for every portrait session to maximize your sales. 
Another is with a super successful wedding photographer who is going to be sharing his workflow in detail. And when I say workflow, this is an image workflow so much as his communication strategy and workflow to maximize his bookings and sales from every couple. And in addition to that, there'll be a business and marketing coach coming on to share how to set your goals for the year, for any year. It doesn't have to be the calendar year for the next 12 months how to set out your marketing strategy, plan your marketing, your advertising, look at what you need to do and document it to reach the goals that you've set for yourself. So lots more coming up, not only for the rest of this year, but going into 2022, which I'm excited to bring to you. Until then, again, stay safe, healthy and well and sane. Have a great rest of the week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. enjoyed this episode head to photobizx.com join the conversation leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with andrew and today's special guest 